People function better when they're high. Hi, everyone. It's me, Jenny Blaze. I'm here for the weekly Bravo and Blaze recaps, highlights, and news going on on Bravo TV and the rest of the pop culture world. Before I get into it, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications so you can be updated whenever we have new video uploads or go live. And I did want to take a minute to just kind of run through what I have decided to do as far as the format. And I appreciate everyone who has bared with me through this time of exploration when I've been trying to figure out how do I maintain my podcast but also grow on youtube and i don't want to take anything away from anyone but i also don't want to um hold myself back from my creative outlet so i realized that the podcast is a format for people to listen to when they're driving or maybe they're um, running errands or cleaning or doing laundry or whatever. And then YouTube is a totally different audience and platform where people are actually watching. And that's where I want to, you know, use my video editing skills and add in fun scenes or fun edits that, you know, add to the humor and comedy of the recaps and shows. So anyways, what I've decided to do is going forward, I will, as a non-negotiable, I will make sure that I have one episode per week to recap all of Bravo, all the Bravo shows. So as you know, we have shows starting Sunday night um, until Thursday every week. And so Friday, I can come in, do a recap on all the shows and the news that's going on and... I know I can stick with that. So non-negotiable, one episode per week for a recap. And then bonus episodes will be added when I have interviews with special guests. I actually interviewed Natalie Poucher yesterday, who was so freaking cute and adorable, and I love her. Um, she used to be Heather DeBro's personal assistant and co-host on Heather, the Heather DeBrow world podcast, I believe. And, um, yeah, so we got to, but now Natalie has her own podcast called humble and hungry. And also she is co-hosting with Ryan Bailey in what the kids are watching, which is pretty cool. They're, they're watching kids shows. Ryan does not have any children, so it's. <laughs> I think it's a fun dynamic and a good duo to hear from them, especially since Natalie's kind of a newer mom and she, her, her daughter's young. So go check that out when you get a chance. But um, yeah, everything that I put on the podcast, I will upload to YouTube in video format. And then for YouTube... I'll have bonus uploads where I do special recaps of shows. If there's like a show that really, an episode that really stuck out to me, like the Real Girlfriends in Paris, I did a special recap of um, when Victoria threw the drink on Yoan. And actually, if you didn't go watch it, or maybe maybe you did watch it, go check out the recent comments because there's a viewer and I who. Um, talked out some of the issues that go along with this whole incident between Victoria and Yoan. Um, it's just, um, 
this is why I love reality TV. You know, we, it opens the doors for bigger discussions. And we talk about, you know, workplace safety, assault and battery. We talk about um, racism. So, and it's all in the comments. <laughs> so I appreciate it. So shout out to Here For It on YouTube for engaging. <laughs> um, and then also I do plan to continue to go live. I love doing a fashion rundown of new cast photos, reunion looks, things like that. So I will also be going live on YouTube and I may open it up to anyone who wants to join me by um, providing a link to StreamYard, which means you just go into the virtual studio and as long as you have a webcam and a microphone and then I can add you to the stream and then we can talk live on air on YouTube. So that'll be fun. Also, what I have coming up is my live show on October 13th in New York City and the show will be virtually streaming live. Um, and we have a sign up for that. I'm gonna put all the information in the show notes because we have Bluntness Media who is releasing an article today um, about the event that has a list of the content creators that are involved and then also our um, sponsorships. So I'm just gonna run through them now. As far as the, my fellow content creators that are gonna be joining me, we have the Bravo Bottoms, Martinis with Eddie, Bravo Breaking News, Peter Panos, The Real Housemates of New York, Brav Bros, Bravo by Gays, Bravo Boyfriends, Block by Jacks, Diddy My Dowdy, and Bravo Bitch Fest. Um, I have some others that I haven't confirmed completely yet, but it's gonna be a great time. And my presenting sponsor is Frankie Smoke. I am wearing her necklace right now, but she has amazing luxury cannabis accessories, um, like clips and tips ashtrays things of that nature so go check out her site i'll put her link in the show description as well um and also with cannabis mom boss i have released all of the first round of guest interviews they are uploaded on youtube um but i'm gonna be taking a break on cannabis mom boss the podcast um which actually i haven't fully launched on audio yet but my plan is after BravoCon. obviously i'm having my show and then we have three days of fun-filled events at BravoCon that I'm like already tired just thinking about, but I'm so excited. It's like one of those moments. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so excited! It's Jesse Spano. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. But um, I'm going to take a break from the podcast, um, the Bravo and Blaze podcast after BravoCon, just for a couple weeks. And... Um, during that time, the week after BravoCon, I'll be uploading a ton of BravoCon content. So that'll be fun. And then I'm going to be launching as part of Can Cannabis Mom Boss, not the podcast, but my service offerings. I'm going to be launching a two-week program where I'm offer offering a course on how to sell your own merch. And so you may have seen my uh, how to launch a She by Sheree fashion line in under 14 years on YouTube. Um, this is, <laughs> this will be an actual course that you can sign up for. So the week of October 24th, I'll be launching this two week program. And by November 4th, the end of that program, you will have at least one product available for sale 
in time for people to buy for the holiday season. So make sure you sign up for that because there are limited spaces and I wanna make sure that everyone who's been asking for you know, how to sell their merch that they can get in so that they can sell before the holiday season because who doesn't wanna make money before the holidays? But then after the course, that's when I'll be starting season four of Bravo and Blaze, which will be on the week of November 11th. Actually, season four will be premiering on 11-11-22. Woo, creepy. But then also I'll be starting um, Cannabis Mom Boss, the podcast season one that same week so keep your eye out i will obviously be communicating all of these things on all my social media my twitter tiktok instagram i'm mostly on instagram um what else facebook i'm not really on facebook but but speaking of how to make merch this week i got my bravo and blaze recycled crop long sleeve in the mail and you can go and check out that video how to launch a she by Sheree fashion line in under 14 years where I actually made I did the design I put together the product posted it onto my uh, website for purchase and then I went and purchased it right on well I didn't purchase it on the video because I didn't want to like put my credit card information in for everyone to see but I ordered it, I think the next day after I made it and it arrived just in a little over a week. Is that crazy? So cool. So you can actually go buy one of these yourself at bravoandblaze.com in my shop. Also, if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen that my Giovanni dress arrived. And, oh my God, it fits perfectly. It's a little bit long, but like, whatever. I wasn't worried about the length. I was worried about the rest of it. But, oh my God, it's like perfect. And now I don't know if I want to wear it to the ball. Do I want to incorporate it into my show? I mean, I'm not sure. So many options. So we'll see. But let's get into this week's Bravo shows. We start with Real Housewives of Atlanta. It was the uh, part three of the reunion. I'll have to be honest, like I don't even, I kind of check out by the part three of reunions. Like it's just too much, I think. And then with Beverly Hills, if they do a four part again, I might lose it. I might lose it, but um, what happened? Anything good happened? Um, the husbands came out. <gasps> Todd called out Marlo. That was like, oh, that was cringy. That was cringy. Oh my gosh. I mean, he basically said that she paid for her own ticket and hotel for the cash trips that she, when she was a friend of or whatever. Maybe she, was she a friend of? He didn't say that specifically, but. Whew. I don't know. That was good. That was like the only memorable part for me. Other than that, I'm ready to move on. Married to Medicine this week. Um, well, we have the aftermath of Anila's robbery. And I have to say, 
somebody I talked about this on Twitter with somebody. They were asking which husband out of Married to Med that we like the most or something. And somebody said Kieran. And I, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I do like Kieran a lot, surprisingly. Like, and I say surprisingly because Anila just, I don't know, something about her <laughs> irks me. I just, I don't want to say anything bad, but, but the highlight of this week's episode was Contessa, Simone, and Toya, their confessionals talking about Anila's robbery. <laughs> I'm just not sure what we're targeting because I've known her for a couple years now and there's nothing I'll be like, oh, I would love to have that. Anila's a fashion blogger. I didn't know that was such a dangerous job. She got 70 followers. Don't nobody know. Yeah, what else? Any other highlights? Oh my gosh, Toya's Toy and Eugene's son had their birthday and he's so cute. What is he, like 12? And he wanted Wagyu beef for his co-ed dinner party. Like just so cute. I really love that. And oh, sad. Heavenly's mother passed away. We knew it was coming and she just like got into it at Jackie's house, stormed out. Told everyone that her husband has a big dick. My man dick big, okay? Let's go. I really love her. I, I don't know all the history because I didn't watch since, or like from season one. It's on my bucket list someday on my vision board to go through all of Married to Med from beginning to end. Um, without interruption, that would be like a dream of mine. <laughs> but till then, I love Heavenly. Anyways, next show. So then we go into Monday. We have Below Deck Med. It was a short charter. They had um, a Maltese pop start. And I was so confused because I thought during the, the preference sheet meeting, they were saying that the charter guests knew and we're friends with the Maltese pop star, but turns out, turns out it was the yacht owner who was friends with her. And I, I was just like so confused because when she, when they came up to the, whatever, the aft deck, sun deck, I don't know what you call it. When they came upstairs and saw the pop star, they were just like dead silent and like didn't know who she was. So I was like, this is really weird. But now that I know they actually didn't know her, it's not weird. I'm I'm weird. But anyways, um, other than that, oh, Natasha, like, <sighs> Natasha said that she's always been in a relationship since she was 15. That's, like, kind of bizarre to me. I mean, I guess it's not, I guess people do that, right? It's not that bizarre, but... I remember my single days and really loving my single days, <laughs> especially when you're young, like you don't know what you want in a relationship. Like, how do you know when you're 15 years old, what kind of relationship you want as an adult? Like you're still growing and you still don't know anything. So it's just like, I don't know. That may be part of, I don't know. I would like to dive deep into Natasha's psyche and like do some therapy with her or something and find out why she 
is so attached with no judgment. Like, I really just want to know these kinds of things so that when I see behavior like that, I can, you know, hopefully identify it <laughs> or judge. I don't know. I say all the wrong things. But also Dave is like oddly optimistic and it's kind of creeping me out too. And then Natalian Storm, they their boatman's is not fun for me to watch. <laughs> it just feels like I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but Natalia, I would like to sit down and have therapy with her too. Um, but then also she was on Watch, Watch What Happens Live and she was very like, I don't know if she was trying to be cheeky or like snarky. I don't know what, it, she's gorgeous and beautiful and I think maybe she knows it and that's why she's kind of like, reminds me of that Nelly song, you know, 18 with an attitude, 19 kind of sunny acting real rude. Like, maybe that's it. <laughs> I can't believe I just sang Nelly. <laughs> oh, if you want to go and take a ride with me. Anyways, um, moving on. Real Girlfriends in Paris. Okay, so I mentioned earlier that I did a recap on the whole Victoria and Yoan drink toss thing. And like... So I, just for the record, I recorded that video, I think the next day after seeing that episode and it didn't even dawn on me that until I said it in the video after I was like, wait, is this assault? So we see the aftermath of Victoria crying. She admitted, you know, <clears throat> that she was wrong, which she was. I didn't know that throwing a drink on someone is battery which is against the law in the US. I don't know what the laws are in France, but if that's the case, then Yoan is well within his rights to press charges against Victoria. And um, my YouTube buddy, here it is, we were talking in the com <clears throat> comments about, you know, my commentary on that episode. And, um, you know, I, I guess like I wasn't trying to make excuses for Victoria's behavior because what I what she did was wrong. Absolutely. No excuses at all. However, I was trying to explain like I feel like I try to have empathy for people, you know, <clears throat> in all scenarios. And I was trying to understand her, you know, like mindset as this was happening, because I can't imagine myself ever getting to that point of throwing a drink on someone. Um but here it is on YouTube made some really great points about how, you know, Yoan was not assaulted, but, you know, like attacked. And she, Victoria did something that was considered against the law in the U.S. Now, <clears throat> Yoan is well within his rights to go report that, <clears throat> report that incident. And we don't know all the details of what happened after that because it wasn't on camera, but um, apparently Yoan went back and told everyone at work what happened and how he told them, I don't know. Um, but Victoria's 
co-workers were saying like Yoan told everyone he's being very manipulative and that was something that I'm glad that here it is pointed it out because yeah why were they so he was the victim in this case as far as like getting the drink thrown on him but why were they saying he was manipulative like he was the victim so that part is very interesting because then you have to consider the work dynamics does yoan report to victoria or are they like peers why didn't jenny the owner why didn't she do anything well before victoria and yoan had to have a sit down like i don't there's a lot of pieces to this that I think play into everything and I don't want anyone to think that I'm downplaying what happened to Yoan because that was absolutely wrong. I don't know how he's reporting it but it's unfortunate that you know he was kind of shown in a bad light you know by going and reporting it I guess. I see I try to see both sides. So <clears throat> The girl celebrated Christmas and I really thought it was cute how Casey got Anya a gift that made her like a lady or whatever. I thought that was like so appropriate for Anya and it, it just, I thought it was really sweet. That was a really cute moment. But then Casey kind of had like a little bit of a tantrum or a meltdown. Um, you know, when faced with the fact that she has to take care of her responsibilities as far as her visa goes and stuff. So it's tough. Like, it's like watching somebody grow. Like you have to go through those moments to understand like, okay, I do have to, nobody else is gonna do this for me. I have to do this for myself. So. She's still, yeah, I mean, she's 27, it's not like super young, but I think she's old enough to be able to handle, you know, her visa requirements and things like that. So I, I, this is where I like to see people grow. And like, I love this cast because they're young. They're, they're like in their prime for learning about who they are and learning about the world. And I like to see that. I like to see, you know, growth and people like on a journey and hopefully it's all for good, but <clears throat> we'll see. As far as like Victoria's employment status and everything, like I feel like a lot of this is on Jenny. I don't think, I'm, I, but then again, I don't know. I don't know what the reporting dynamics are. I don't know the structure, but we need some HR. Speaking of HR, I did a, a show with Georgia Carolina. I'll put links to her um, channel. I did a show with Georgia Carolina called uh, The Real Reality Realness with Petite Cherie. And we talked about some serious stuff. But this is where we need Georgia because... We need some HR up in there. All right, so this week on Beverly Hills, I did kind of get into it a little bit. I'm getting like emotionally invested, I guess. Um, we're seeing like, you know, post Aspen, Kathy is apologizing for what happened. Lisa's still trying to like make it 
a thing. Um, Crystal shut it down, said it, I believe Kathy and like, but Ka also Kathy admitted to like saying some things that she's, you know, like she regrets or that she's sorry. She's apologized so, so many times. And Rinna just kept going after her. It was like so weird to watch. And remember, I have not watched Beverly Hills from the beginning. So <clears throat> I never thought, I never had any feelings towards Lisa Rinna one way or the other. Even after she blocked me, when I've never talked about her in my life or interacted with her, I still was like, I don't hate her or love her. She blocked me. That's weird, but whatever. Um, but after this week, like, I just was very turned off by her behavior. Like, how many times does this woman have to say sorry for you to, like, just move on? She was not... It was like so bizarre. And I thought Kathy handled herself with grace and composure. And my hat is off to Kathy because, oh, I don't know. I would have been like, bitch, what is your problem? Like, seriously, kick rocks. And then Kyle, my sister, why aren't you shutting this down? I, I just, I don't know. Please leave a comment or message me. Let me know. Are you, is it normal to interfere with like sibling or family affairs? Cause I feel like that is off limits. And like, I don't even want to, like, even if I was intrigued, I wouldn't want to. It's like, you guys have so much history. I don't need to be here, but whatever. Next week is the season finale. Thank God. And they better not have four parts of a reunion. I will not be cool with that, but um, we had the season premiere of Salt Lake City, my favorite. Is it my favorite? It's one of my top three, I'll say that. Well, top two. I think top two is between Miami and Salt Lake. But, um, I did a re- Well, I did a live, um, recap on Salt Lake City yesterday. So you can go check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. But, um- yeah, I think Meredith is just making herself look real bad trying to dig up stuff on the Barlows. And, like, it's gross. Like, it's intentional. It's vile. Repugnant, some would say. And um, it's intentional. It's vindictive. It's spiteful. And those are not characteristics that I like that I would want for myself or want in a friend so ugh. go check out that video <gasps> um what else we had the southern charm finale last night they also released their reunion looks which I did a, another YouTube live on so go check that out I'll put a link in the show notes um I <laughs> The finale was kind of chaotic, I have to say, but it also, I thought it was pretty good. And I'll say it was good because I love chaos. <laughs> I love, I love Unhinged Craig. Just love, 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 love Unhinged Craig. I could watch Unhinged Craig all day long. And I have to say, even though Craig blocked me, another person, I have two people who have blocked me that I know of that I've never interacted with never talked about until they blocked me 
but and it's like so weird to me but i liked craig last night i almost i was like tearing up a little bit when we were watching his story oh my god am i gonna cry right now like his whole his whole sewing story i know it's like silly it's like I too was laughing at Craig and now I feel ashamed of myself and I feel embarrassed and good for him for, you know, success is the best revenge. And my hat's off to Craig. He did, he did do it and he's doing what he loves and that's very admirable and oddly like I'm kind of doing the same thing <laughs> encouraging others to do the same so maybe at BravoCon I'll ask Craig if he'll unblock me and I will be nice <laughs> I'm always nice but I just thought it was so funny that two times two separate times seating charts were brought up to Craig by women and of course Craig was like no no, 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 no. We don't need them. And then look what happened. Everything kind of turned to shit. But I'm not saying that Craig is wrong and not doing a seating chart. I do think it was weird that Naomi was so worked up about it. Like, okay, I'm also confused because there were two tables. And at first everyone was sitting at the first table, which I believe is like mostly the cast. And then maybe the second table was for like business partners and I don't know, staff or something. But I don't see what the big deal is. Like Naomi, just sit down, just sit down at that other table and eat and be quiet because you're lucky you were even invited. And for her to be like, Ugh, you know, to Craig, I feel like I get why Craig kind of became unhinged. And I think, now that I'm thinking about this, I think his anger towards Leva was actually his anger towards Naomi, but he couldn't express that anger towards Naomi because when you are showing that you're upset or angry or you like hate your ex or whatever it really is like a like it goes deeper and it's almost like why do you care so much you must still have some feelings because there's a thin line between love and hate right so i almost feel like he was like i can't flip out on naomi <laughs> i don't think he intentionally did this but i think he just like directed all his unhinged behavior towards Leva. However, Leva, I don't know exactly what went down right before she went up there and said Craig is out of line, but I do think it is inappropriate to talk about someone's business partner at their business's holiday party. Like that just seemed inappropriate. If let's say the editing was done to make it look like that or whatever like she was just bitching about something maybe it was about something else even if it was about something else like unrelated she should never like that come and she felt like she had to say something to his business partners i feel like that's something that she should have 
done after the party than like you know on the side because that's just so inappropriate and like what what did he do that was so wrong for her to say craig is out of line i don't get that and then naomi she's done like a complete 180 for me i was so happy she was coming back and after seeing her hook up with whitney the way that she's been with craig like and even Paige, it's just like enough and then with Vanita, oh my god she's so wrong with Vanita. Vanita did nothing wrong to naomi as far as like being a friend all she said was is it possible that craig just wants his feelings validated like if naomi can't handle a a comment like that from a friend then naomi has way deeper issues that she needs to work on and i feel bad for Vanita because she was like crying and i've been there where like you may have an issue with a friend and you're w willing to work it out but then they're like no we're done and they just like write off your friendship like you're nothing and i just didn't like that i thought that was i thought naomi was dead wrong so those are the weekly bravo tv shows however your girl jenny plays is an overachiever and i watch some other shows <laughs> this week so well last weekend i binged the bling ring i was like so burnt out and i just laid on the couch and watched all three episodes in a row and i went live with martinis with eddie um and we talked about it but after that after we went live i found out i shoot i wish i know whose account it was if I find it I'll um include it in the show notes but somebody posted that he that guy I don't want to say his name I'm scared of him <laughs> but he he like allegedly was posting yeah he was putting up posters to like get someone to grape someone rhymes with grape um and that was just like so gross to me. I don't know. Natalie Pouchet and I talk about it a little bit in our interview, which I'm gonna, um, I'll be publishing probably after this episode, but go check that out. We get into it a little bit. Um, I also started a new masterclass by Indra Nui and it's called Leading with Purpose. And I just wanted to give a shout out to her seven C's because I think that they, it makes, complete sense when it comes to leadership and how to be a good leader. She used to be the CEO and chairwoman of PepsiCo. And she went to Yale. Um, she led businesses in India and she's just like such a badass. Love her. But her seven C's for leading with purpose were competence, creativity, courage, communication, coaching, compass, and citizenship. And obviously she walks through all of those in detail and like what she means by each of those. But one of them that I thought was so funny is um, the coaching one. Cause like, that's something I struggle with. I've been like trained as a coach, but I also, I'm kind of sensitive. So when people are like, no, or like they just are resistant to coaching, I, get a little bit perplexed, I guess, or stumped. I'm like, hmm, I'm not exactly sure how to handle this. But it was funny because she said, 
when she's coaching someone, if they say, oh, you're attacking my character, you're you're attacking me, she goes, I hate that. I hate that. If you are not willing to grow or learn, I'm giving you things that can help you to get to the next level. If you're not open to that, then you're not ready. And I'm doing my due diligence as a coach. I'm being honest. I'm not being mean. I'm trying to help you grow. And so, I don't know. That one stuck with me because I... <laughs> I've heard that before. You're attacking my character. And I'm like, I'm just being honest. But anyways, obviously I watched the Kardashians episode two. I forgot that Kylie had a baby too. Um, and they named him Wolf. I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know what their baby's name is. But um, spoiler alert, because I have to talk about it. I was so annoyed. Tristan proposed to Chloe. Ew. Like before, before they tried to have, or decided to have a baby together, he proposed and she said, no, obviously. And she said, actually, this goes back to the coaching. Be honest. She said that she was embarrassed to be, to tell her family. And she even said that must've hurt, but you know, she's being truthful. But they also did brain scan. Kendall was excited to get um, everyone a brain scan. And Chloe was getting all upset that her brain scan or her test beforehand said that she's not resilient. And she was really hung up on that. And it's like, ugh, I just, I don't know. I feel so bad for Chloe. I wish that, I feel like the media really does affect her a lot. And I don't know why. Like, I I wish she could just be comfortable in her skin and just do her, you know? But, um, what else happened? Courtney and, Courtney and Travis are planning their wedding and they, I guess they have a fertilized egg now, which is pretty cool. So maybe we'll see a little Travis baby someday. I think that'll be cool. I wonder if it'll come out with tattoos. <laughs> Kidding. Okay. Um, last but not least, I decided this week that I was going to try something new. Mostly I've been watching mainstream pop culture media on, you know, cable TV on Bravo. And then Kardashians used to be on E! And now they're on Hulu. The Bling Ring is on Netflix. I watch things on, you know, HBO Max sometimes. But... I've been thinking about media a lot lately and like there really is nothing stopping anyone from being media. I'm media now like because I have a camera. Literally anyone who has a camera can be media. So um, I got connected to this amazing person, Brandon Stewart this week. And he has a, well, first of all, he has his network has Emmys for his scripted television shows that are on YouTube. But he also, he used to be on American Idol and he's doing a um, a reality show that's kind of like American Idol meets making the band. Um, the people have to actually like write songs and stuff like that. So um, it's, I started watching it and I'm, I'm really digging it. I haven't watched a singing competition show in a while and it's kind of giving me Danity Kane vibes. What was the other group's name? 
Danity Kane and Donnie was the other guy's name. He went solo. Oh my god. What was their song? It was like na 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 what is their what is that group now oh my god i love day 26 anyway so brandon stewart his show is called shine it's on youtube i'm gonna drop a link in the show notes but go check it out New episodes on Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern. The judges are Ashton Jones and Two Live Bree. They, I love this ensemble of judges. I think they're the best. They're, they're banter together, everything. It's cute. Go check it out. In other news, outside of the regular, all the things I just ran down, um, we have some other Bravo news and pop culture news. One, Rihanna is headlining the Super Bowl. That's almost old news by now because it was such a big deal. But another weird thing going on is so last week, David Bedore filed for divorce from Leslie Bedore after they've been married for like a year or something. And this is Shannon Bedore's ex-husband. Then a couple days later, he retracted the divorce filing and that was weird but then leslie she like posted about it and was like we love each other or whatever something like that and <laughs> and then she files for a divorce this week like what is going on but how do we get them on real housewives of orange county because <laughs> like i said i love chaos and unhinged moments so oh speaking of California and the OC. We also had Tamara Taylor and Shannon filming in Laguna Beach. And apparently Heather Dubrow was supposed to be there, but there's been a blind item that's just been leaked that Heather or the, that allegedly there's some cheating rumors between the Dubrows. Personally, I don't believe that because I don't think Heather would allow that, even if Terry tried, like literally. I feel like if he tried to take off his clothes with another woman, she would like literally be holding him back and like not letting it happen. But um, let me know what you think. I did talk to Natalie Pouchet about that. Again, I recorded with her yesterday and I'll drop the link in the show notes. But um, I asked her what she thinks too. So go check it out. Another interesting thing that happened this week. So First, there were rumors about Rinna going around wanting a $2 million contract for the next season of Beverly Hills. And then, and everyone was like, no way, just fire, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I say scrap the whole franchise because I can't stand it. But then the news came out this week that Candy scored a $2 million contract. And she's the longest running housewife of all franchises. So... That made me think, wait, did Rinna find out about that? And is that why she's demanding $2 million? What do you guys think? Um, but, yeah. 
I can't believe all these things have happened. In <laughs> I feel like I'm overloaded. But uh, one last shout out. Today is International Podcast Day. Didn't know that was a thing. I just want to give a shout out to, again, to all my podcast listeners. I checked out my, <laughs> I checked out the locations of where people are who are listening to my podcast. And I was like, I almost started to cry because I'm going to just list off a couple of the countries because I don't even know all of these, but obviously the majority of the listeners are in the U.S. We got 85% of listeners in the U.S. However, coming in number two is the United Kingdom with 6% of my podcast listeners. But then don't forget Australia, our Aussie mates. They are in third place with 3%. And then we have, oh, but they're tied for a third place with Canada, who also makes up 3%. And then coming in fourth, we have Germany. And then the rest are honorable mentions from Russia, New Zealand, Republic of Lithuania, Sweden, Netherlands, Italy, Denmark, France, Ireland, Mexico, Indonesia, South Africa, India, Turkey, Norway, Brazil, Romania, Spain, Kenya, ooh, Kenya, U.S. Virgin Islands, Trinidad and Tobago, Croatia, Bahamas, Costa Rica, Reunion? I don't know what is that? Bulgaria, Ukraine, Chile, Chile, Portugal, Dominican Republic, Switzerland, Philippines, Grenada, Poland, Singapore, Kuwait, Finland, and Belgium. We love you all. Thank you so much, everyone. I, I just love, I just love everyone. I love this. I love podcasting. Happy International Podcast Day, everybody. And I will check you out next week. And make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can get more footage and bonus videos. Stay lit, fam. Bye.